In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Okay, before we get started with the episode, um, I know we've been saying this for a few episodes about how we're trying to get the sound to sound a lot better. Um, I'm hoping that we found uh, the solution, uh, unfortunately, because this is the lost episode of uh, Visit from the FBI, uh, the one we recorded before I got these settings figured out. Um, you're going to hear the sound is not quite as good as I hope. Uh, but hopefully starting this coming week with a visit from the FBI uh, going live on Wednesday, the sound should be better and um, everything should be uh, kittens and roses from then on. Uh, but just again, uh, I apologize for the sound over the last few episodes. Um, it was not up to the quality that we would like, but we'd rather put something out and not have the best sound than not put anything out at all. So enjoy this episode and thanks for listening. Welcome to the a visit from the FBI. This is our companion show to the WBU where we do some fantasy booking. Uh, sometimes we get a little crazy. Sometimes we get a little bit more serious about things that are really happening in the wrestling world today. Uh, we try to keep this one a little shorter than the other one, so it's a nice little little uh, break. Um, just before we get started, I did want to uh, touch base a little bit. We would mentioned it at the end of the other show. Uh, we have been fighting some audio issues as well as dealing with some outside uh, life things going on. We're working really hard on fixing the audio issues. Hopefully this one sounds better. Um, uh, the, you know, one of the issues that we have to deal with is the fact that, uh, me and DA Fabe, uh, live about 150, 200 miles apart, somewhere around there. And so, uh, and since we both have jobs and lives and families and yada, 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 uh, we can't exactly be in the same room to record. So we have to do this all wait. remotely. Wait, wait. We have families? Well, I mean, that we know of. Oh, wow. All right, go on. <laughs> but, so, um, so that impacts our ability to do this. We can't, like, sit down face-to-face -face and do this all the time. Hopefully, there will be some times when we can make it face-to-face, -face, and that'll help us sound a little bit better there. But I hope uh, the audio issues are a little bit better in this one, and I hope from now on we can be on our regular schedule that we hope to be. Once again, that would be going live on Wednesdays with the visit from the FBI ones, like we're recording right now, and going live on Fridays Friday. with our uh, WBU Wrestling Booking Unit uh, episodes. So, But that being said, let's get uh, right into our visits from the FBI today. Uh, I think last week I had uh, you go first, so I'll start today. Uh, I had Mark throwing it right at me. Okay, yeah. here we go. I'm going to start here, and this one's going to be all sorts of fun for you. I need you to book the inaugural title run 
for Lacey Evans. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are they going to introduce a mid-card title? I mean, is that is that what's going to happen in the women's stuff? Um, hey, this because, is fantasy booking, my friend. You do what you do. Okay. So she gets here's here's where I'm at. Um, she gets pulled back down to NXT to actually win the NXT women's title. Um, and doing so, you know, because she's got a little bit of main roster history, she loses. So first night, sorry, the first the SmackDown right before. Well, when does when does uh, NXT start? NXT is next week or two weeks? Uh, it actually technically starts tomorrow, um, but they're doing this weird, stupid thing. It's USA Network still has uh, the TV show Suits airing, so uh, the first hour of NXT is going to be live on USA Network, and then the second hour is going to be on WWE Network for the next two weeks, and then in October is when it'll start being two hours full on USA Network. Okay. So this is what I do. This is, um, I start out by having her go ahead and lose this natty dispute that doesn't make any sense. And, and boy, what a wonderful sleeper this, this whole feud is going to be. Um, through this feud, I, I, I truly can't help but think that, that, uh, Survivor Series could very easily be set up for some type of NXT takeover, not take over the show, but take over um, uh, like an invasion angle of some type. When that happens, um, in some way, shape, or form, in an effort to retake NXT, um, our friend, our our confidant, our trusted. Triple H takes Lacey Evans back down to NXT and has her work her way through the card and eventually uh, get a match with a, uh, I don't know, probably, I, I wouldn't have a, right now I wouldn't have any quits or qualms about putting, moving Kyrie back down because they're just not using her. So we'll just take Kyrie. Um, Kyrie down, you know, obviously we're going to bring both sets of four, four horse women up at some point and so by I would say by Wrestlemania solidly Lacey is a top performer in NXT I would say the third NXT after Wrestlemania when it's really just got as little attention as possible I would have Lacey give Kyrie the women's right and win the women's championship in NXT, and that would be her first and inaugural title run, because in no way I'm putting her on a main roster with the performances I've seen recently. And I'm just thinking she just, uh, you and I have said it many times, I think she was just pushed too fast. I think she's not horrible, but with what we've got right now, I think the only way to kick hit reset on Lacey Evans is to move her back to NXT. Excellent. Maybe to evolve. <laughs> yeah. Drop her down to evolve. Send her over to progress. Um, <laughs> Maybe even let her go to AEW for a couple months and then come back. AEW doesn't want her. No. I know they do not. Yeah, 
And and once again, I want to point out this is not knocking on Lacey Evans. We do not dislike her. It's just way too early. They pushed they pushed her immediately into the the Raw Women's Championship. Like her first match was a predecessor to her second match, which was for the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I mean, it's pretty obvious that it was like Vince McMahon. Got a catch, caught a glimpse of her backstage. Was like, who is that? Put her to the headline, main event her, because she's the prototypical Vince McMahon woman. Oh yeah, and blonde, long legs, tall. Mm-hmm. And the simple fact is, the the rest of the women's roster right now are not prototypical Vince McMahon ones. I mean. Well, with the exception of Charlotte, but I mean, you look at uh, Becky Lynch, you look at uh, Bailey, Sasha, these are all not what Vince McMahon would typically go after. Yeah, yeah Sasha is a toothpick compared to what he would normally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, so. and she's not blonde, she's not tall, she's not she's not buxom, you know what I mean? Uh, and Lacey well, Evans throws out all of those things. And you mentioned that. I mean, Alexa's got the blonde. She's buxom. She's, uh, but she's too short. Way mm-hmm. too short to be a Vince Way. McMahon. She's five feet of fury. She's a, a <laughs> five feet of fury. She's a kiss, uh, makeout session in, in the backstage, um, a la Trish Stratus. At best. Yeah. For yeah. So, yep. So, so, oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not, saying Lacey's not good. She's just really green and really needed a lot more time in developmental before she got pushed as high as she did. So, well, okay. even some time on the main roster. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. All right. But to move on from that. Yes. You ready? I've been waiting for this since we decided to do FBI. I just want you to know that in advance, um, because this is about your favorite wrestler of all time. Who, if anybody uh, wonders who Officer Smart's favorite wrestler of all time uh, is, he would tell you none other than the Stinger. And so, Sting Woo! is <laughs> that was that was. It's, I couldn't do it without being too loud to wake up the kids. So, um, anyway, um, or the kid, sorry. Um, book Sting as what I would call the first man, what you would call the third man, NWO. Okay, yeah, this is this goes back to our first uh, episode. We talked about the alternate reality where Sting would have been the third man, um, and. Behind the scenes, yeah, first, whatever. Uh, behind the scenes, the, the whole concept, uh, if you listen to the Eric Bischoff podcast or you read any of the books, uh, they were not certain that Hogan was going to do it. In fact, uh, Eric insists that he didn't even really think there was a chance Hogan was going to do it. And so he was working really hard on on getting Sting to do it. And and then Hogan came and decided to do it, and the rest was history. So, Stinger, the Stinger, as the member of the NWO. Okay. Not a, not a member, the leader of the NWO. Yeah. So, um, 
So the match would go more or less the same way that it did up until a certain point. Uh, as you know, the whole match, it, it was, uh, it ended up being effectively a three on two handicap because you had the three members of Team WCW and then you had Hall and Nash and then there was supposed to be the third member come out. Uh, but he didn't until in real rea- reality, eventually Hulk Hogan came down to try to save Macho Man, but then turned on Macho Man. And effectively, I think that would go pretty much the same, except instead of the Hulk coming down, it would be, uh, Macho Man's getting beat up on the inside. Uh, he, he rolls to the side to try to tag Sting. Uh, Sting just drops off the apron. Botch looks confused in the ring. Uh, Hall and Nash continue to beat up on him. Sting would roll in. Uh, they'd put him in the corner. Stinger splash. Uh, Scorpion deathlock. Him just standing there in the middle of the ring looking straight at the hard cam as Macho Man screamed in pain. Um, from then... This is tough because you really could do the Crow Sting concept in a lot of ways. I mean, because the NWO's colors were black and white. So you could have him come out instead of colorful Sting uh, with the black and white face paint uh, and kind of run from there. I mean, it'd be interesting because you could basically do the fake Sting angle, but have the fake Sting be the WCW Sting. If that makes yeah. any sense. You know, a sting, a sting comes out in colorful face paint and, and tries to save the WCW people and, and looks like he's on the good guy's side and, and, but they don't know whether to trust him. Then real sting comes out in, in black and white face paint and singer death drops the, uh, the fake sting and, and then he could swing that bat a little harder. I mean, you wouldn't really swing it because we know in wrestling they always put their hand over the end and hit them the dumbest way possible you could ever do with a <laughs> weapon. Um, hey, I'm going to take a sledgehammer and then I'm going to hit you with the back of my hand. <laughs> I'm going to sandwich my hand between your face and a 10-pound sledge. Yeah. So, I mean, it... it it sounds like a cop-out, but in, in a way, you really could do almost the same storyline just with At least for the real first thing. months. Yeah. And eventually, you know, I think... I, I think Sting doesn't have the um, magnetism to uh, have led NWO down the huge roster depths that it eventually did with with Hogan, where yeah. there was 30 members of it. Um, I think with Sting in it, you don't bring in DiBiase. You definitely don't bring in Vincent. Um, you keep it three-man. You maybe eventually uh, I think have you the storyline. Like, yeah, oh, the giant, yeah. Giant could go. But eventually you could have the storyline where Sting tr- tries to convince his good old friend Lex Luger to come join the the NWO and there could be the back and forth on that and yeah, I, I don't think six is the X Pac or six is the sixth member. No, I don't. I don't think he comes in uh, for that. I, uh, you know, I think I think a lot of the history after that would go different because, <clears throat> like, I, 
I don't see a big Papa Pump joining the NWO in that. I don't well, see Buff Bagwell. So theoretically, didn't this happen in TNA? Sting was one of the leaders of the main event mafia with with uh, Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. And was a pretty uh, pompous and arrogant setup. Yeah, I didn't watch a ton of TNA at the time just because I remember I even had a post on my Facebook where I had seen an ad for, you know, a new era in professional wrestling starts tonight. And I turned it on and it was it was Eric Bischoff came in and, and oh, there's Hulk Hogan and there's Macho Man. And I was like, wait, a new era is bringing in all the people who everyone in 1999 considered the old era? This, this isn't right. Yeah. So I kind of tuned it off, and and to be perfectly, we've said before, I don't have a good opportunity to watch uh, Impact now uh, on the regular. Uh, I I might be able to once it moves to Access, and that was the news that came out this week. Uh, but there's so much wrestling on, I don't just don't see myself oh. having a ton of time to watch Impact. Well, and it, the the quality of wrestling that Impact puts out. Um, versus what they were putting. They were putting out the second best product in the era that I was talking about. And now, um, I don't know if you, if you talk to some people that their product recently might be up there as, as the second or third best right now. It's just not getting any eyes because, uh, on Pursuit Channel, I think like the statistic where Pursuit Channel was in only like 15 million homes in America. Um, you know, that's, and so they were they were leaning on Twitch. They were like, well, if you can't watch it on Pursuit, you can hop on Twitch and watch it there. And the production values on Twitch were just horrible because it's a different sort of concept just there in general. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so, okay. So that's what you do so, with Sting. All right. Yeah, Stinger and the NWO. Like I said before, I don't know if it would have been as successful as Hogan. It definitely wouldn't have had a, in, the impact that Hogan had. Um, but at the same point, without Hogan being the uh, uh, greedy, selfish guy he allegedly was, um, maybe it lasted and happened for longer. Maybe the Monday Night Wars continued longer. Who knows? Okay, so FBI case number three for you. I have booked the next two or three major AEW signings. This one should be kind of simple. It's about finding, you know, picking the next two or three people that AEW announces are all elite. And I say major, meaning not like... Joe Schmo indie guy that you've seen online. I'm talking big impact ones. All right. Um, well, my first choice was ruined last night, and it was his character was also ruined. So good for you, Rusev. I mean, those are two hot chicks that that you've at kayfabe slept with, and one that you have slept with in real life. So I would have said Rusev. I thought that was happening. Um, I thought that path was, was pretty well paved. I thought it was done. Um, and it got ruined last night. So I don't even get to say that. Um, I would say first and foremost, 
And I, you may tell me that this counts as an indie signing that I've seen. I don't think it does. I think it's a huge theme, but I think um, I think if, if Osprey can do it, Will Osprey. I, I would AEW, I would say Will Osprey counts. Okay, and I and I I say major. He may not be one of the next two or three, but he'll be one of the next two or three major, major, big, big ones. Um, and the reason I say that is because AEW has done a very good job of negotiating contracts um, to where I can work with this guy and he can work with whatever else he works with. And so that's that's that would be my primary target even right now is Will Ospreay because he's that good. Because, um, you know, you're not going to get Okada and you're not going to get from what I can tell anybody from WWE right now um, that's a big name um, you might get some NXTers but but not a main eventer not a main roster person um, since Rusev resigned um, my second one uh, I think we got a little bit of a teaser of that and I'm going to go ahead and say Emelina i.e. Um, oh crap! Why can't her name Tenille. come to me right now? Tennille, Tennille Dashwood. I not only think Tennille Dashwood's a great move. You know, unfortunately, if you asked me this three weeks ago or five weeks ago, um, or before Karma signs or before any of that stuff, you know, I probably still wouldn't have guessed those. So I'm probably still missing some. But I think in the women's market right now. Um, there is no woman that is um, more marketable, uh, better overall wrestler, um, and more in need of a boost that an AEW would give them than Tennille Dashwood. Um, and I feel like I'm bashing on, on Impact again, but you ain't AEW. They're just not. They don't have a, a TNT contract. Um, I think Tennille Dashwood's the the top woman I would pursue right now. And two or three? Do I have to do three? You don't have to. I gave I gave you the option of three, uh, but two um, two is the if minimum. If I did a third, I just I'd love to say CM Punk's gonna do it, and it sure feels like they're teasing CM Punk. Um. He'd be the biggest. He'd, he'd most definitely be the biggest. Um, hell, I'll say it. They should. Yeah, let's do CM Punk. Okay. I mean, that's that's an obvious. Everybody wants to see it. Um, UFC didn't work out for him. It turns out that UFC fighters are pretty good at defending themselves against the Anaconda device. <laughs> well, you know, I I think I think I would probably agree with most of those. Um, for me, just to put in my fantasy booking on it, uh, Tanil would be high on my list. Um, I really would love to see. Well, before we get to, I'd love to see Tanil is a very pos- possible option. Uh, reportedly, yeah. her contract. She's probably the most. She's probably the most likely of those three to be the first. Yeah. Well, that's the other. Reportedly, her contract on, with Impact Wrestling is only through their October pay-per-view, and then yeah. 
it's a per appearance from there on. So there's a good chance for that. Uh, for me, my number one, absolute number one, uh, major signing if they can nail it down. And there's a lot of speculation online on it. Uh, uh, but he apparently is still under impact contract, even though they won't let him wrestle for them right now. And that's Killer Cross. Um, uh, if you've never seen Killer Cross wrestle, if you've never seen him cut a promo, you really need to check it out. The dude is phenomenal. He would bring some real star power to the show. He would immediately be able to enter the main event scene and, and really shake some things up there. So, um, reportedly he's, uh, negotiating really hard with Impact for his release. Um, got the lawyers involved in everything. There, there's even reports that he was suing them, but he has countered that. So, um, so he'd be my number one. And with him would probably be Scarlett Boudreaux. Bordeaux. Boudreaux, whatever. Scarlett Bordeaux. Uh, uh, no, is, because, is Rosemary officially signed yet? Uh, uh, from what I heard, she was under a contract, but she would be up there. I would love to see her on AEW. Oh, Re- yeah. Reunite the Demon Bunny. Absolutely. So, Go on, sorry. But, but there are a lot of good ones there. Scarlett Bordeaux uh, and Killer Cross, who are, uh, if I'm correct, a real-life couple. Um, so getting them together into AEW could be a nice counterpoint to the, the Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Um, which I did find out something interesting, just on a total aside with the Brandy Rhodes and Cody Rhodes thing. Uh, if you notice in all of the AEW, uh, things, they only, uh, market him as Cody because in his case, Rhodes is trademarked to WWE because he started using it in WWE. So Cody Rhodes is trademarked, but he can use Cody because it's his real first name. But Randy Rhodes. The American, American Nightmare. Because mm-hmm, you never use that in WWE. But Brandy never wrestled under Brandy Rhodes, never appeared under Brandy Rhodes in WWE. So that's why when they show them coming out, it's always Cody and Brandy and Rhodes. Brandy Rhodes. Uh, so that allows him to use the last name without actually using it. It's a nice little end run. Well, his okay. last name is Ant. Yes. Ant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got another one for me? I do, I do. My last but not least, I figured I'd go current. I already talked about it a little bit. Book the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen, and tell me which pay-per-view it happens. Go. Well, in reality, if they ever do it, it's the it's gonna the events gonna actually happen at WrestleMania. That's just what they're gonna do. Um, really, you don't see that at Survivor Series. I see the setup for it at Survivor Series, but they're not gonna. The simple fact is they get they get uh, Ronda Rousey back uh, for this match. You know, the four they're gonna put that on the grandest stage of them all. They they're just gonna. Um, it would make more sense at Survivor Series. It would make even more sense at War Games. Yeah, I uh, think that's a perfect place to do it. But but War Games is 
Which they NXT. technically could do now that NXT is quote unquote main roster. Uh, you could also do could, a War Games match at WrestleMania. You could. Sorry, I don't mean to I, interrupt. No, you could. I I think I think with Shayna and Jessamine and Marina Shafir being currently in NXT, uh, you could have now that NXT is going to be on USA and be more or less main roster. You can actually have Ronda come back and join NXT. And then you could actually do it almost as an invasion angle. I like a it. reverse invasion. Where you've got the, the four horsemen of MMA just running wild on all of the women down in NXT. Which they're already doing, but you bring in the, the, the big dog Ronda Rousey. Uh, and they just start tearing it up down there. You could even have it happen after Shayna loses the belt. Like, like that was the tipping point, which made them just go over the road nuts. And then you have the reverse invasion where, uh, the four horsewomen of WWE, Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, show up down in NXT and basically say, this is our yard. We made this place. And now you're coming down here thinking you can just run rampant on it. We're not going to let you do that. We made NXT, and we're taking it back. And and just have them start showing up, you know, almost like the NWO, just showing up out, out in the crowd during every Shayna Baszler or, or Four Horsewomen of, uh, of MMA match out there in the crowd to distract, running in, causing DQs, uh, leading up to... In my opinion, the best place to put it, war games. Horsewoman versus horsewoman. In the double cage. That would be the way to do it. With timed release and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That would be the way and, to do it. And, and I'd love to see it. And I think with NXT becoming, like you said, kind of a main roster, I, what I really think this does is it opens us up to a... a 18 pay-per-view per year. I really don't want to see it ever go higher than that. But that's every three weeks, and all of them having their own with the four crossovers. I agree. I think I think it's just a matter of time that they go back to brand-specific pay-per-views, just because I don't see Fox wanting uh, a regular basis, you know, their show advertising for something that also would benefit the USA Network show on the regular. They, yeah. they've already, they actually announced last night officially on Raw, and, uh, I think mentioned it again on SmackDown tonight, that with the draft that's coming up for SmackDown on Fox, it is the end of the wildcard rule, which I almost did a handstand when I heard that. Um, I know y'all have never seen Officer Smarks, but him doing a handstand would be entertaining. Let's just Ooh. say, in terms of officer, don't think of Judge Dredd. Think of the guy who likes donuts. Yeah, I was going to say the the uh, <laughs> cop from The Simpsons. Probably <laughs> pretty close. Or or um um the 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 cop from Family Matters, except white. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are you? you? You can't hear my voice and not think <laughs> I'm white. I've got about the whitest voice out there. About the only thing that would make me whiter is if I talk with a southern drawl. 
The only <laughs> the only way people would know for sure that you were whiter is if you owned a great van. <laughs> or 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 if you drank uh soda promoted by the grapist. I'm one Look of the grape you in the mouth. <laughs> Look up the whitest guys you know, and you guys will know exactly. Now that'll make that'll be funny. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's the fantasy booking here. I think we had a little bit of fun. Uh, I think we uh, explored some interesting things that probably won't happen, but that's the that's the fantasy in the name fantasy. I can booking. guarantee one of mine will not happen. Yeah, I'm well. One of mine already didn't happen. Sting wasn't the third or first that's member of the NWF. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Uh, that one will not happen. That one won't happen. Uh, and you know, let's be honest. Lacey Evans, uh, she's not going back down to NXT to to rub that. Uh, no. Vince, Vince McMahon has already seen her, and she's staying up there, and and um, so. That is that. Yeah. Uh, but I think we had a little bit of fun, and um, I think we'll continue to try to have some fun on these. Uh, if you have fantasy booking that you want us to try, tweet them at us. Tweet at us at Ron Order WBU or at D A I M K Fabe. Uh, let us know what you what you want us to fantasy book on a future episode, and we will. Uh, try to do it. You know, we'll have some fun with it. And like I've always said on anchor.fm, you can hop on there and leave us voice messages. So you can even leave it, leave it there and we'll play it on here and it'll surprise us both and we'll both try to fantasy book it. Um, really, only sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really quickly, uh, I just wanted to kind of run down because I know, uh, DA Fave wasn't able to watch SmackDown tonight. Uh, his job kept him, and so just kind of wanted to run down the the big headlines of SmackDown. Uh, New Day versus Orton and the Revival uh, started it off. Uh, in the end, uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, New Day were able to win, but moments afterwards, Brock Lesnar came down, challenged. Kingston to defend the title on the first episode of SmackDown Live on Fox, October 4th. He accepted the challenge, and then uh, Brock walked up like he was going to shake Kofi's hand, and instead picked him up and F5'd him. So, so the yeah. ne- that night when there's an introduction, I want to hear Big E go, Oh, Suplex City! <laughs> I just think that would be funny. <laughs> So then we moved to Eric Rowan had an interview where he basically said, I'm not a puppet and uh, no one's ever going to disrespect him again. And no one really cared. Um, I was going to say on the fantasy booking about the AEW thing, you mentioned Rusev coming back, taking away one of the best uh, potential choices for it. But we lost the other one when Luke Harper showed back up again at yes. the pay-per-view over the weekend. Because he was yep. he was my choice for going to AEW for a long time, so which it's sad because it seems like almost immediately they overshadow the return to Luke Harper with Rusev. Mm-hmm. You know we don't uh, we've had some I, really good returns lately that have been kind of overshadowed by another return. Well, based on what happened later in SmackDown, I don't think uh, Luke Harper got too overshadowed. Um, uh, we had uh, non-title oh, match Ali versus Shinsuke. 
okay. where uh, Shinsuke uh, beat him up and uh, laid him out with the Kinshasa. Afterwards, uh, you saw that Kevin Owens was in the arena in the crowd, and Shane McMahon was watching backstage. Wait, wait, and wait, wait. It's, a, it's a kayfabe firing? Yeah, he wasn't actually fired. What? Let me put on my shock face. Um, and then Shane McMahon was going to come out to kick him out of the, the arena, and someone came up and served him with legal papers. And so he started looking over him, right? Uh, then uh, you had um, Shane McMahon come out to talk to Kevin Owens about the firing and uh, pointed out that uh, the papers he got served was a wrongful termination lawsuit uh, for $25 million in damages. Uh, Owens then pointed out... Yeah, Owens pointed out that he was fined $100,000 for hitting an official, but then last week on Raw, on SmackDown, uh, Kevin Owens was the official, and at the end of the match, Shane McMahon assaulted him while he was still wearing the official's jerseys and beat him up and then fired him, uh, which uh, is the big thing that led to him being able to file this lawsuit. Uh, because he fined him $100,000 for something that he then did and fired him. Uh, but then the, uh, he also said that there was something in the, the papers. He says that you must not look at them close enough because, uh, not only will I, uh, after this, uh, have my job back and be able to stand in the middle of the ring, I'll be able to stand in the middle of the ring and look you straight in the eyes and say, you're fired. And I left. And so they're kind of turning this around. Fun thing there. Uh, it's a little bit Stone Coldy, but not very, not all the way Stone Coldy. I kind of like that. Yeah, they, they showed a little restraint because if it had been Stone Cold, he would have just hopped in there and then stunned him and, and then flipped him the bird and then ran out. It's kind of a combination of Ric Flair taking over from Vince shortly after Stone Cold. Yeah, I kind of like it. I'm then, excited to watch that part. Yeah. Then we had Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks, uh, where Charlotte Flair won and uh, was effectively the baby face, I think. Yeah, I don't... Uh, but she won by disqualification because Bailey. Uh, entered and two on one her, and then Carmella rushed to the ring for the save, which was weird. <laughs> um, and then they had Baron Corbin's King of the Ring coronation, where he came out and he got the thing and all of that stuff. And then Chad Gable came into the ring and uh, threw Corbin out. And then broke the scepter and uh, stomped on the crown and yada, yada, yada. So they're continuing that feud a little bit longer, I guess. Okay. Then you had Heavy Machinery versus the B-Team. And I will Jordan point out... Yeah, but... Team I don't know. is a good guy. That doesn't make sense. Okay, I'd like to see where that goes, too. Yeah. I, but, that uh, may not be booked well, but go on. Eh, anytime you put someone against Corbin, it's guaranteed to get heat, so... Uh, yeah. 
So then you had uh, the B team versus Heavy Machinery, and it went back and forth, and the Heavy Machinery ended up winning with the Trash Compactor and and all that. But I will point out that this does play into the uh, WBU from earlier this week, because at one point, uh, Bo, no, Bo Dallas, uh, Curtis Axel, Irish whipped Tucker into the ropes, and went for a back body drop on Tucker, and Tucker just rolled over him instead of, uh, just did a little flip over him instead of actually taking a back body drop, because Irish whips to back body drops never work anymore. It just doesn't happen. Irish whips to anything, really. Yeah. So, so that was, was that, and then you had Daniel Bryan come out, respond to Eric Rowan saying, I never disrespected you, and then Eric Rowan came out and said, you always disrespected me, and then started to beat him up, and Roman Reigns tried to make the save, and then uh, as he is out there trying to make the save, Luke Harper comes and evens the odds and eventually beats them all up, and ta-da, the end. So, Oh, wonderful. We have a Daniel Bryan-Roman Reigns partnership. Yeah, it's going to be... <laughs> gonna be fun but but anyway that will be it for our visit from the FBI for this week uh, as I always say make sure to follow us on Twitter at Raw and Order WBU is me at D-A-I-M-K Fabe uh, is uh, D-A Fabe uh, you can follow Fabe. us there Fabe. <laughs> Dame Kayfabe. But you can always go there, tweet at us. I need to move up from NXT to the main roster. (laughs) (laughs) Tweet at us your your fantasy booking. Tweet at us your uh, wrestling crimes. Uh, Please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any of our episodes. Uh, Leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you use that helps us get into the uh, earways of more people. And like I said before, anchor.fm voice notes. That way you can be a part of this conversation. Um, we will be back probably on Friday, knock on wood, with the Wrestling Booking Unit uh, to look at uh, some more crimes from this week. I'm building up a little bit of... Uh, backlog here and uh maybe we'll do some cold cases too uh, i think currently there's enough (laughs) live crime to yeah well anyway Uh, but anyway (laughs) thanks for joining us and we will see you on friday at the wbu